Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And today we are talking about diet talk and body talk, particularly around the holidays. We're going to be talking all about different strategies you can use so that you can feel really proactive and strong and capable and ready to go into the holidays armed <laughs> um, and and not feeling like you're you're really vulnerable. But first, I'd love to know for you, Miss Vic, when I talked about this topic and holidays, I'd love to know what were some of the things that came to mind for you? Interestingly enough, the first thing I was thinking about is today is October 31st. And yesterday when I was at the gym, I was kind of scrolling through my phone and that was when I took my like first look at my kind of life where I was at. And that was when my journey with my health journey kind of started was in 2021, October 31st. It was when I had weighed myself for the first time in a long time. And I was kind of just looking at that number and then looking at my, as some people say, the meat suit, your body. <laughs> I heard that the other day and I laughed and just realizing like, oh my gosh, like, where did I, where did I go? Like, what is going on? Who am I? Um, and then also just knowing I had to have, there was a level of acceptance that I had to have, but then, okay, what can I do to improve this? Now, the disclaimer of all of this was I started Octavia for all of a month um, and I was able to lose some weight, but I knew deep down that that wasn't the way that I wanted to live my life. It wasn't in line with what I've learned in therapy and treatment and all of those things. Um, but I'm just in a very interesting reflective space right now, just kind of really thinking about all that's happened in the last two years and being really proud. And then also being like, I'm so like, this is an ending isn't over like personal development and improving yourself doesn't have an end date mm -hmm. um, or an after photo or anything like that. So I'm excited to talk about this. I know the holidays are challenging. I did Octavia during uh, Thanksgiving, which was like, why the heck would you do that? And just realizing that you can have you can live your life and also have like whether it's health goals or kind of like nutritional goals that you want to meet, like you can have both and you don't have to put one on pause to achieve the other. 100%. I think so many people can look at the holidays one or two ways. And that's, that's dichotomous thinking. It doesn't have to be that way, but I, I find that this can be a way that people look at it is a effort, whatever. I'm just going to enjoy myself <laughs> because apparently like if you're trying to be healthy you can't enjoy yourself we can't have two 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 truths um two things be true at the same time but they'll either like whatever i'm just going to eat whatever i want during this holiday season and i will start over on january 1st or start over on the new year or i can see it the other way um sometimes where people will go like you did like an almost i'm digging in i'm going to make sure that i am as healthy as possible and they're cutting out all their favorite foods and they're just like, no, I'm, I'm taking control of this now. And I think as obviously, as the podcast says, we're embracing the gray. And I just really want to reiterate guys that you can be healthy and enjoy your favorite holiday foods. You can be healthy and still enjoy candy on Halloween, right? You you can be healthy and still enjoy pumpkin pie um, for Thanksgiving. I'm, side note, I'm very excited. I'm living in New Zealand and this will be my first ever American Thanksgiving that I'm going to be hosting. <laughs> so I will see how that goes. But anyway, I just want to remind people like starting out that it doesn't have to be one or the other. And just for like context, if someone, if this is their first episode, Victoria, would you mind sharing just a little bit of like where you are now? You started with Octavia, October 31st, 2021. Where are you now? Why are you proud of where you are now? And what did you do differently? I think to start, I, I guess where I am now is in a place I was reflecting about this year and kind of thinking like 
I would say this year I've been able to maintain my weight and it hasn't been the drastic. I mean, when, when there is weight to be lost, significant weight to be lost, it will happen. Mm -hmm. And so when I kind of started that journey, it was very not easy for me, but everyone always says it's easy to lose the weight. It's hard to maintain it. And so I really now kind of retrospectively can say, oh yeah, that was a lot easier than, you know, you're able to kind of see that progress a little bit easier than when you're just looking at weight maintenance, you're like, okay, (laughs) what, what has actually changed? Um, But I just, I was kind of looking at how much life I've lived in the last year, especially, and kind of being able to enjoy different experiences. I found a new hobby. I love rock climbing. Now I would say my relationship with food is pretty neutral in the sense that October 31st, 2021, I couldn't fathom what life would look like without binge eating. And now that's not even a, yeah, is there overeating sometimes? Of course that's going to happen, Mm -hmm. but I can confidently say had a full on binge eating episode since I don't, I think it was like prior to starting Octavia, but it's crazy to think that that was my primary focus was to stop binge eating And to now see that isn't even really a question of, okay, yeah, if it ever happened, I have the tools and those things to kind of get myself out of a rut, but that isn't even in my vocabulary anymore of like something that would happen during the day. And I don't think I could even fathom that two years ago. So those are just little things I think of. Um, The other thing is just the confidence that has come with showing up for myself and really saying if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. And I don't think that I had that, um, go before that, obviously I was able to accomplish certain things, but I didn't have that confidence that I could show up for myself in that way. So yeah, yeah, it just makes me happy. I'm also reading the gap in the gain. I think we've talked about that book a little bit. Um, but it basically talks about if at the bottom, just think of like a regular piece of paper and at the bottom is your start. Um, And then in the middle is what you've achieved. And then at the very top of the page is your ideal. And a lot of times people are focused in the gap. So they're looking at what they've achieved versus what they haven't achieved, right? um, They're against their ideal versus if I'm looking at this right now, I'm looking at where I started and what I've already accomplished and the progress that I've made. And that only, if you're looking at it from that perspective, that only motivates me more And being like, well, I'm in a such a different headspace now. What else can I accomplish? Like what else is there to go get versus if I'm just focused on this ideal, which it's like, it's ever changing, right? It's always moving. Um, The book had mentioned like, once you move forward, so does your horizon. And so it's like, it will never, measuring in that way is never going to be enough. And so kind of just reflecting and looking retrospectively has been helpful. I love that. And for you, like when you're thinking back to like, just because again, guys, we in no way, shape or form will ever <laughs> uh, recommend Octavia. But no. for you, like it, for you, when you're thinking back to that holiday season and you're, you had started Octavia, you had done it for a month. That is not how you got to this place. Just so we're very clear. Um, but what were some of the things that you were like, bring me back to Thanksgiving at that moment. What were some of the things going on Um, and how can we, what were some of the things going on? And then we'll talk about some strategies for people. One thing was that only my mom, dad, and my husband knew I was doing it. I kept it really, and maybe your brother, I'm like, cause he spent Thanksgiving with us. Um, but I just felt an extreme sense of shame that, like I wanted to be quiet about it. And I know I've maybe expressed this a little bit, but like when I was starting my journey and stuff, I didn't really want to talk about it because I didn't want to be wrong or like go back to who I was. Mm -hmm. And so there was a level of like, I don't want to talk about this because maybe it's not going to work. And maybe I'm just going to go back to who I was. And so I, I just remember I one of my favorite like food blogs is half-baked harvest. And I had planned out, I had like a binder of like appetizers and the main course and all of the recipes for dessert. And I cooked for everyone else. And I was making my favorite Brussels sprouts and like making everything how I would want it. And I didn't have any of it. Mm-hmm. And I had my turkey on a little plate. And I just remember being like, oh, this sucks. Like I can't even enjoy. And it's, 
you know, it, it was just a very, I, I was just quiet because I didn't want anybody to ask me about it because I had only lost a little bit at that point and I didn't want to have to explain myself. Um, and so it was just not the Thanksgiving I wanted it to be, not the holiday I wanted it to be because I would rather not feel like I have to defend myself for anything like that. Um, so it was a compared to last year when I actually was able to have food with my family so much more enjoyable. Yeah. I was about to say, cause then you and I met for the first time, December 4th, 2021. Yep. And then we were like, we've talked about the rediscovery free program and all of the things at that point, how did Thanksgiving 2021 compare to Christmas 2021? Yeah, that was even, even though it was a short time period between those times, I was able to enjoy Christmas with my family and I wasn't on Octavia and I cooked all of the meals I cooked for my family. I was able to enjoy with them. And with that, obviously there was definitely that transformative piece of like, I wanted to shout to the rooftops, like the things I was learning and the things that like that click moment. And then also realizing like, not everybody's going to understand it and not everybody, maybe people don't, you know, care or like, it's not really on their top of mind, but it's on your top of mind. So again, like reticular activating system that I was looking for evidence that this was working. Right. And that I was going to be the type of person I am now. And it's, that's not how it is for everyone though. And people aren't as connected to your journey maybe than you are. Yeah, it was different. It was so much different because I was actually able to savor those moments. And I remember it very clearly. So this is cool. Like I want people to recognize like in within the same holiday season, you had two very different experiences. And I think this is a great lens for people to see because you're going to have people who are like you at that Thanksgiving who are, who are food preoccupied who are feeling a lot of shame about, about their body, who are feeling a lot of guilt around food and a lot of restriction around food, which is why we get so preoccupied. Right. And, and, and so either people get really quiet about it or they're like on the defensive, right. They're oversharing because they're just like, listen, I know I have a problem. I'm taking care of it. Blah. Or, you know, we have other people, like we have a lot in our group (laughs) who do have food freedom, who are working to have a healthy relationship with food, who are looking at food and these holiday experiences completely differently as an opportunity to have a beautiful life experience, um, as an opportunity to be really present with family, as an opportunity to try these new foods. And they don't want, like, they're not feeling any guilt or shame about it. And then they get around other people who are feeling this guilt and shame and it can either be triggering or it can just be this like, why, why does everyone feel this guilt and shame around food? This is a beautiful life moment and there can be this disconnect. So just kind of putting those lens on for people to understand that everyone has their own different perspective, their own different life experience and whatever that they're going through right now, it doesn't make it like right or wrong, but just know everyone has a different perspective or lens. So with that being said, do you want to kind of break down kind of the the three categories that we've, we've found to help people when it comes to addressing diet talk or, or any sort of feelings of body shame, especially around the holidays? So I would, I think the best way to think about it is for somebody, I'll just give me for example, like I have always been very body conscious. So anything that any comment that's made about those things, I'm very sensitive to. Um, And then also just struggling with my relationship with food prior and kind of people making comments like somebody, if somebody made a comment, it's, that's going to stick with me more than if they said a rude thing about like something completely unrelated. Right. And that's only because those are like my sore spots. Those are my kind of like, I just, I just think of them as triggers. So I don't like sometimes using the word triggers, but I think the best way to think of a comment about your body or diet talk could potentially be labeling it as a trigger. And then our response to that, there's kind of three things that we were um, chatting about, and those are fight, flight, or freeze. And so if somebody makes those comments, your, your automatic reaction is kind of um, stimulating your sympathetic nervous system. So maybe physically your heart's pounding a little bit. I 
uh, for me, like my, I'll get red. Like I can literally feel myself getting hot, um, hands sweating. And you're just kind of in that heightened stage versus having kind of a baseline where normally if somebody made a comment like, oh, like you need to vacuum your carpet. It's like, okay, whatever. But it's like, oh, you need to, like, you're looking a little heavy today. That's a totally different thing. Right. And so those are kind of the three areas we're going to go into. Um, and we can discuss those. I love it. No. And, and I really, I really like this idea of just recognizing that this can be seen in one of two ways, fight, flight, or freeze. This is how we react to these triggers, like in a kind of sympathetic, like, oh my gosh, not planned way. But we're also going to be talking about it as a fight, flight, or freeze in a proactive way, like in the way that you're choosing to respond. And so I I guess like diving into it, let's talk about fight, knowing that there's reactive or response. And one of my favorite quotes, which I will always like, I just love it. It's Viktor Frankl. And it's that idea that between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space lies your choice um, and your freedom to choose how to respond. And it's in your response that lies your freedom and your growth. That's it. So just recognizing guys, we cannot always control the stimulus. We cannot control what's going on outside of us or what other people say or other people do. Again, those are circumstances. They are neutral. They are facts. And the the thing that gives them flavor, the thing that makes them uh, or causes our feelings about them are our thoughts, are our perspective. And so My goal through this is to help you. Like, I can't change if Aunt Sue says you should go to Weight Watchers. Like, I I can't change that. You can't change that. But let's help give you a moment, like help you pause, help you create space so you can choose the way you want to respond. So let's talk about a fight response. And, and this is like, it it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. I'm not saying these are bad things, but what could be a fight response? So this one's, I feel like the most potentially at risk of reacting versus responding, just in the sense of if, if you're going to take it defensively, whatever the comment is made, you could potentially get into an argument with this person. So fight is anything like you challenging whatever that person said. So, you know, I'm going to give the example of, I think we've talked about this. Um, Like you're at a restaurant and somebody says like, oh, are you going to get a salad? And it's like, well, I could just be like, oh yeah, I can't wait. Like, you know, uh, blue cheese wedge salad is great. Or like, well, what do you mean? Like, why did you ask me if I want to get a salad? Like, do you think I need a salad? Am I fat? Am I over? Like, did I look like I put some weight on? And then they're like, you're opening a conversation that you might not want to go down is my point. Um, and so that's kind of the first one is challenging. It's kind of that challenger, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like at the Thanksgiving table, like what's something that somebody could say, Kels, that, um, like, oh my gosh, like I'm, you know what, screw this. Like, I'm just going to eat it all today. And the intuitive like eater or the non-diet culture person's like, well, you know, in my intuitive eating book, I learned (laughs) that. And it's like, do you really want to go down that road? And it depends. And so I think that, and it depends on the person. It depends on the situation and the context of it. And so I think it obviously like we, this can be a useful response depending on the context. One way that I might say, say this. So here's an example from a a client that I had who feels like every time that she's eating something, all of a sudden her husband will appear. And in her mind, she's like, are you judging me for what I'm eating? Are you, are you surveying? Are you making sure that what I'm eating is healthy? Are you like, are you judging my body? Are you afraid that I'm going to gain weight? And the way that I, I kind of coached her through that particular situation was to find a moment to sit down with him one-on-one and say, Hey, 
by the way, whether you realize this or not, I'm seeing this action that somehow whenever I'm eating, you're in the kitchen. And whether this is your intention or not, I just want to talk to you about some of the things my brain is projecting onto this circumstance. And like, I've done this with like arguments or whatever thoughts with my partner being like, Hey, this may not have been how you meant, meant it at all, but this action or this thing that you said, like in my brain, my brain is projecting that it means this. My brain is telling me that it means this. Can we talk about it? Is that how you actually intended it? And so I think in that moment, like it is a fight response because you are opening up the conversation, but again, you're doing it in a way that isn't like, isn't defensive, isn't confrontational. It's saying, Hey, I may be totally wrong about this, but this is what my brain is telling me. So can we talk about it? Yeah. And I think there's, I think the most important thing is just context. So it's like, are you going to make are you going to be the challenger or like question somebody like what they said at the table with exactly. 14 other people or versus, Hey, we're going to get coffee and some comment is made and you're like one-on-one and it's a totally different scenario where you can have an open dialogue. So it's kind of, again, I think what we can stress about all three of these things is you only know your people you know them better than anyone else. Like there is not a right or wrong way to go about this. Like, yeah, you can either fight, flight or freeze, but not one of them isn't greater than the other. You really just have to kind of assess. And then the other variable is that you can't control what other people are going to say and when they're going to say them. So could you just have some things kind of in the back of your mind of like, you know, I I might respond to these things, but I know I'm not going to respond to this thing because it's just going to make me like it's just going to heighten me and I'm not going to enjoy the experience. So I think it really just kind of depends on the context. Now, if you're on the couch and you're talking to aunt Sue and she makes a comment just to you and another person, it's like, okay, that might be a little bit different. There's only three people involved versus are you going to make a big scene at the table? So. Exactly. And I think regardless, like no matter what, when it is a fight thing, like rather than pointing and saying you and you as this person and you are wrong again coming at at it from like if if it's a particular action or something they said again not tying it that this is the person that they are saying that this particular like really highlighting this particular this uh, action or or words was the hurtful thing and here's why from my perspective um or just like yeah, just just recognizing like saying either uh, also saying I can appreciate your perspective, right? Yeah. Always starting that way. I can appreciate why you may feel that way around food right now. I can appreciate why you may be thinking that right now, especially if they're talking about themselves, right? Like if they're talking about themselves around food and like why they feel like they can't control themselves around food or they're shaming their body. And, and recognize that that can still be triggering for you, right? Because you're just like, well, if you think that way about you, like, what the heck are you thinking about me? Yeah. yeah. Um, which is why we shouldn't be talking about bodies in, in the first place. But <laughs> um, but still coming from a place of like understanding, like always, if you want your side to be heard, you need to come from a place of love, letting them feel listened to, letting them feel understood, letting them feel validated, L-U-V. And so, hey, Aunt Sue, I appreciate and I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I appreciate and understand why you may be feeling that way. And it's totally okay for you to feel that way. But here's just a different perspective. Here may just be a different way to think about it that might be helpful for you. It it, it really does all come in the delivery <laughs> of the yep. fight. Yeah. And kind of going into the next one, the next one is flight. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say more often than not, I'm either in the flight or freeze mostly because I know the people in my life that I can have those conversations with and it would be an open dialogue versus I, I also know there's people that don't ever want to take on my understanding and that it's a wound, right? 
and also just saying like if if somebody asks if I want a salad, I'm going to take it a little bit differently than Josh, my husband. And he's like, yeah, I don't eat green things. Like he always makes that joke. And it's like, that isn't a sore spot for him. Whereas something else I might say is. Mm-hmm. And so really realizing that with the overarching thing that this is something that's already difficult for you. And so it could be said to a completely other person and it goes right over their head. Yes. Just also realizing kind of that sensitivity or I guess not predisposition, but it's already something that is at the front of your mind. I was thinking about it the other day on, I saw it on TikTok about the like Roman empire thing, like a guy, like the Roman empire saying like, what is your Roman empire? Mm. And for girls, they were like, well, my Roman empire, the thing that girls are always thinking about is their bodies and how small they are in relation to society. And so that was something that I was like, wow, that's actually probably pretty true. And sad and 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 sad, just sad. I I think I saw like a reaction to that. I I didn't actually see that video, but I saw a reaction to it. And I was just like, dang, like, and after like the amount of women that I talk to, and obviously I'm bombarded in this world. Like this is, this is my cause that I care about. So obviously I hear a lot about it, but uh, yeah. So just know that you are probably more likely to be triggered by it because it is something that you are currently working through and your spot, like again, your RAS guys, your reticular activating system, you've already told your brain to focus and find these things that this is important to you. And so yeah. if someone says something like, please know again, it's, it's, you're recognizing it, you're noticing it also on a flip side, just real quick side note. I know we haven't talked about it and we will get into the flight, but Please also put on the lens and understanding that if someone is talking about food or body, whether it be their own, someone else's or yours, it says, it says so much more about them and their own insecurities, their own projections, their own fears than it will ever say about you. Like, because somebody who has like, like say Josh or whatever, like someone who has a healthy relationship with food or someone who their like body image isn't top of mind all the time they're not commenting. They're not saying things. They're not, they don't care. They've got other things on their brain. So again, if someone's commenting, it's about them, not you. So going kind of into flight. So this could look like somebody makes a comment and you could say like, oh, I think I hear my phone ringing or I think, or maybe you get a little vibration on your watch and you're like, I have to go take that call. Mm-hmm. And kind of removing yourself from the situation versus further engaging. And I just call it like protect your energy. Like, yeah. just if you know that if like, if it's four o'clock and dinner's at six for Thanksgiving, it's like, I'm just going to remove myself from the situation or go to the bathroom or go do some, oh, I think the oven's preheated now. I'm going to go throw the food in. Like, I'll be back. And just realizing like, don't put a kibosh on the experience just because somebody said something. And if you actually do need to go to the bathroom and regroup or like splash water on your face or get some ice cubes and kind of pull your nervous system back, like that's okay. And there's a time and a place for that because sometimes it's just not worth getting into. And not to think of it as you walking away from the situation or avoiding or deflecting. It's really you just kind of like protecting yourself and knowing like, I'm working on these things. Like I know the things I've done. I know my relationship with food. I'm, and this person may or may not care or understand or truly understand like the impact that a little comment could make. 100%. I, I we recently, I had a client who had visited her soon to be in-laws. She just got engaged and it was a completely different culture, like a Middle Eastern culture. And there's just something, I don't know exactly a lot of it, but from what I've seen from talking to a couple of my clients that are in Egypt or or in the Middle East, um, there is just something where the mother or mother-in-law can just have free for all in talking about your body or talking about your food or talking about, and obviously like this was a moment she had just like kind of met this woman or, and obviously wanting to make a good impression, she's staying in her house. And so when there was comments or when there was something to be made, like she would take that time and be like, 
excuse herself when she could going to the bathroom, staying in the bedroom, just taking some time to cool off because in that situation, is it really worth to keep bringing up again and again and again, especially if there might be a cultural understanding, especially in that you're, you're in their house, like just finding a way to ensure that you have space away from that situation um, and then again, like you said, regroup, she was able to talk and comment to us in the group and able to get our feedback and our support and our encouragement. So I think that, again, it, it's not you avoiding, it's not you running away. This isn't weakness. This is you making a conscious decision that this is just not worth bringing up. And I'm going, like you said, I'm going to take care of me. Yeah. And you could physically remove yourself from the conversation. You can also, if somebody's like, I I'm going to give an example of something I've encountered. So some people know, or if on Instagram that I've done 75 hard and there are people that follow a very strict diet and come and don't have any sugar or whatever. I'm like, really, you're eating fruit. You're not going to have sugar. Okay. We'll process sugar. It's like, okay, well, you're eating a stevia packet in your coffee. Like, let's start there. Right. Anyways. So people have in the past, like I'm at an event or something and I'm plating my food and they're like, oh, wait, I thought you were on 75 hard. Are you done? And I'm like, uh, I never thought about this. You've never talked about this experience. Oh, and Josh and I were talking about it the other day. He went out to eat like when he did 75 hard with me the first time and he was at an Italian restaurant and, um, somebody said, oh, like, I thought you're on, he they said it to Josh. Like, I thought you were on 75 hard. Like, why are you eating calamari? And he, he was like, actually like my wife and I, you know, he was like, we defined like our, our ver version is just not going out of our, like getting fast food. And for him, it was like cutting fast food out. And he's like, that's as long as I'm eating at home or in eating meals that are nutritious for me, like that is my diet. Oh my gosh. I, I didn't even, cause that's my one issue. Like, I mean, there's a couple things, but like with, with 75 hard is there's like no cheat meals. And I'm like, by the, like by you labeling that this is a cheat food. Now we've like, it, it's just, anyway, that's a whole other side, but keep going. You're, I, I appreciated the so, way you guys went about it. Yeah. And so it was just an interesting comment that I heard that I've heard. And it's like, okay, could I just be, and so what I say is like, I could say to somebody, you know, I've really struggled with my relationship with food and I don't have any foods that are off limits. And that I've said that before. And I've also just said, like, I'll just change the subject. Like you can also do that. You can also another, like, I guess option is just, oh, like this looks great. Who made this? Oh, and just simple. kind of switching the topic of like, oh, do you think that's something you should be eating or you're on 75? Like, oh my gosh, this looks amazing. Like, did you make this or did Joe make it? And just kind of moving forward. Cause then it also takes the weight off of the comment and people being like, oh, they're just not going to serve that. Like, they're not even going to give any, any value or weight to that. Even though it might affect you, it could also communicate to another person that like, you're not going to give into the small things that might affect you. Like, I, I don't know. There's just a different perspective. I guess I haven't ever shared that, but I've heard it so many times, so I many times really appreciate you sharing that. It's an excellent example. Again, like I just don't have to engage. Like I, I, and, and I would, I, I'd put that in the flight category of yep. switching the subject or just saying something else. Or it could be like, Hey, I heard you got a new puppy, you know, like whatever. Um, and just like not even addressing it at, at that point. Now, obviously if they continue to like, again, if they continue to say something, it says a heck of a lot about them than it ever will for you. But so you could have flight from the entire conversation and just leave, or you can have flight from the topic and just kind of switching it and turning it. Um, but yeah, interesting, interesting thoughts. Like um, the next one is freeze. And I would say a majority of the time I probably go into this category. 100%. Because <laughs> I, again, I know the people that I can have conversations with and I know the people that aren't going to understand. Um, and it's mostly just that 
my response could potentially make it worse. So I'm choosing to just not let it drain my energy and I'm not going to let it affect me in that way. So I have a little fun, funny story. Um, on a few nights ago, I was at a, it was like a Halloween event, but I brought the boutique stuff and I was, I don't really dress up for Halloween, but I was like, okay, what can I do? That's fun and cute. So it's like, I'll be a cat. Cause I love cats. And so I like made a cute little outfit of just like a cute blazer and some like bell bottom pants. And then I did my face like a cat and wore little ears and I felt really good. But also I was just kind of feeling like, like I just, I wasn't feeling a hundred percent confident, but I was excited to go to the party, whatever. So I go to this thing and everyone's like, all the ladies are like, oh my gosh, like you look so cute. I was just there by myself. Uh, Josh was away and all my like shoppers and friends and ladies, they were just super nice. And it was at a wine bar. So there's people that drink and I had a drink, um, but I already like, wasn't feeling like a hundred percent and I already wasn't feeling like a hundred percent confident, but I thought my outfit was cute. Right. <laughs> Anyways. So this guy, he was probably in his sixties. He was like, what are you? And I was like, I'm a cat. And he's like, you look like a rat. And I was like, Okay. So, so then I, I'm literally, and I was like, Oh, that's me. Just a rodent. Ha ha. Very funny. And I just like left the conversation. Like I just turned around and started talking to somebody else, but the, I was assessing the situation of like one, he's drunk. Like if I say anything, I'm not getting in a fight with this guy, but there is this underlying, like, I've always been so conscious that like, I don't, I don't like, to be honest with you, my thought was like, is he, is he not talking about my costume? Is he talking about the way that I look? And does he think that I am not the ideal that I should be? And am I not that ideal? Like I already feel like my thought process was like, I already feel like I'm not like the pretty girl and I don't have to be for a freaking 60 year old man. Right. Like, but it was so weird. And I I was just like, you know, I could have been really rude. And two years ago, I probably would have, but I'm also at a place where I'm like, he doesn't know me. He doesn't know the things I've gone through, but something as simple as that. I went down that path of like, why is he saying that? Like cute little cat, like Halloween, all the girls dress up in like skimpy dresses and their little ears. I'm not wearing a dress. Like I'm not skinny. I don't look like that. So is he saying I'm a rat because he doesn't think I'm pretty? Like it was so weird. And it it was like, again, he didn't think he's not thinking anything of the comment. Yeah. And I said something to a girl later, like later on, cause she was like, Oh my gosh, your outfit's so cute. I was like, thanks. The guy thought I was a rat earlier. And she's like, that is so rude. She was like, did you like, did you like go after him? I was like, no, there's no point. Like he was drinking and he was already like super loud and obnoxious. Like I'm not giving into that, mm-hmm. oh. but interesting. Like I went down a rabbit hole of what the thoughts could be. And then the end of the day, it was like, that's the alcohol talking. He's not talking about me. He doesn't know me. Mm-hmm. I was already feeling sensitive or like my, my vulnerability threshold was already like, ugh. So it takes a big deal, like for you to be able to recognize those things in that in that moment and or maybe not in that moment, but even like yeah. afterwards. Right. And this is also why a lot of times we recommend things like journaling or things like coming in and talking through it with other people who can understand and help you kind of see that bigger picture. Um, but man, like that's, it's stuff like this, like people don't realize. And I remember like, I had this conversation with my boyfriend. Uh, it would have been like, I don't know, maybe back in May. So a few months ago, and just how how frustrating it is. I wish people understood how painful their words can be, like even complimenting weight loss. Like this was one of the things, like I, I had a client who a few years before even joining me, like uh, her sister-in-law had made like this announcement at one of the like, 
I don't know, like family dinners saying, oh my gosh, we're so proud of, you know, such and such because she's lost so much weight and she's so much healthier now. And then like, obviously she hadn't done it sustainably and within a year had gained all the weight back and then was so devastatingly like full of shame and full like embarrassed and, and felt like she was no longer accepted by this, you know, sister-in-law or whatever else. And it's just interesting. Like I, and I wanted him to understand why I'm like talking about weight loss, talking about your body, talking about anybody else in the way they look can be so detrimental to them. And he was just like, so wait, you're going to just tell people to, I can't control other people. <laughs> like I've now, we've had this conversation. I can, I can try and inform people. I can try and help people understand, but at the same, you know, at the end of the day, I cannot control what other people say or do. What I can do is I can help you, Victoria, you, my clients, you, the listeners to be able to zoom out and realize that again, it's not about you. It's about them. And that you can recognize, like you said, I loved that word you said, or that phrase, the vulnerability threshold. Like my vulnerability threshold was already high. I was already sensitive. And so I was already kind of on edge and something could, could take me to the other side. Um, but bringing it back to freezing for you, what are some other tactics that people could use that would be a conscious freezing response? I think it it would depend on kind of the comment that is being made. Uh, I think there's also just times, again, I think lessening the load of the comment and just and just letting it pass by, like just kind of like leaves on a stream, just let it go mm -hmm. and whether that's it's a conversation with like four other people and you're just choosing to not comment on it. And if somebody says something, just be like, I don't really have anything to say about it. Yeah. I, I genuinely don't, I, I like, I don't want to talk about my body. I don't want to talk about the next diet. I don't have anything to say. Yeah. Now, could that go into the fight or whatever, yeah. right? But it doesn't really matter. It's just the point that I think that this might be the ultimate like energy protector mode of just like, and it's not you not advocating for yourself. It's just you saying like, I'm not giving into this. I don't want to, I think the, the other thing to remember is that regardless of whatever response, and if you don't know which one to choose, and we'll get into like what the next steps are, like, is, think, is this going to make me better as a person? And mm -hmm. is it going to make the other person better? Right. Like is engaging in a conversation that could go completely haywire? Like, is that going to leave me or the other person feeling good? Maybe, maybe not. Like that's up to you. But I think for the most part, why I choose freeze is just, and and not really wanting to engage at all is just because I know where I stand. I know where my values are. I know the progress I've made. And I'm not going to like try to put that on somebody else and convince them of something if that's not how they want to see it. Um, so I think that's just usually my, and maybe that's me like not wanting to engage, but I've also been in this like recovery process for way longer than just my two years. And, you know, five years ago, if you were to ask me like a comment about my body or something, I was very defensive and I was very quick to be like, why would you say something like that? Or is this, I, I would always just be like immediate and it was a reaction. And at the end of the day, after reflecting on those moments, like it never made me better and it never left the other person feeling better because they then felt horrible and they didn't really know. And it's like, I'd rather just process those things and do my own thing. Yeah. Um. And, and so kind of going into like, well, what can you do about these things? Like, how can we step into the holiday season feeling prepared and also realizing, hey, like, we don't know what those comments are going to be we cannot control those things, but like, what are the things that we can control? Um, and the first one I think is just one community and you can kind of talk about that. Um, the second one is just self-reflection. And then the third one is making a little toolbox of phrases that you can mm -hmm. say or things that you just, maybe you just write it in your phone and you just have those three things and you kind of just, those are your three go-tos. And then also realizing like, you don't always have to say anything yeah. like, that also is saying something without having to say it. Exactly. Like even just like, instead of saying anything, just 
choosing to continue to eat or choosing to like, just, you can even look at them and like, take your drink. And just that says volumes without saying anything. But I, I think you're so right. And the phrases guys, it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll ever say the phrases out loud. These phrases can absolutely just be for you. Like my, my favorite ones for me again, are just like, the way that I look is the least important, least interesting thing about me. I am so much more than my body. I want to have freedom and ease and balance with food. Like my relationship with food is far more important to me than any sort of diet talk or trigger, like kind of reminding myself of, of why I'm here and, and the things that I've done. And I think that being able to, to reflect. So I, I think, and, and then I will get to community, but for the reflection piece, just, I think planning proactively to possibly have some time to journal or to just planning after Thanksgiving or planning after these family events to give your time yourself the time and space to process and to, and to remind yourself that you are okay and that everything is going to be okay. But as far as community, that's what I genuinely believe is the strongest thing that you could ever have. I firmly believe that the biggest thing that keeps us stuck and the biggest thing that, that keeps us in this cycle is isolating ourselves out of shame. Shame keeps us stuck because it keeps us isolated because we're embarrassed to talk about it because we feel like we have to hold it all in. And in those certain contexts, yeah, freezing, fleeing, you know, whatever else, like that probably is the best thing for your energy. But to not be able to talk through that, like you and I are right now, to process through that with someone who gets it, who understands, like you end up just holding on to that weight. And I think that like there's something so freeing about releasing that weight from your shoulders and being able to talk about it, whatever has happened and someone say, me too. Like, mm -hmm. I get it. I've been there. I'm sorry you've been through that. Like, I, I understand why that was so triggering for you. We're here for you. And so that that's why we have our community in Rediscover You Free. It is a safe space because the opposite of shame is self-compassion and sharing in a safe space. And so definitely guys, if that is something that you know you need this holiday season, having that support system um, that I know was extremely beneficial for Victoria through her whole process. And then obviously for many of our clients, please book a free breakthrough call. It's just an opportunity for you and I to sit down and kind of chat. And if nothing else, please know I'm a safe space. Like that's what those breakthrough calls are about. It's to, this may be the first time that you've ever talked about some of your struggles with food or body image with somebody who is just there to listen. So we'll leave the link down below um, for that as well. Um, and kind of going into the reflection piece, uh, part of this, I do think is, and I guess game planning, you could call it reflection and game mm -hmm. planning is, could you script out like for the fight, flight, or freeze, three different responses of, and maybe you can just list out one comment that somebody's made to you in the past that's really impacted you and put that at the top of the page and then put, what would I do if I was going to take on the fight reaction or response? What would I do if I were to take on the flight or what would I say? And then what would I not say? <laughs> what would I do if I was to freeze? And just having those, and maybe that's just a good starting place of ways to kind of develop that toolbox. I think as time goes on, as you progress in your journey, those things become very quick and automatic, but there are, you know, I'm thinking five years back, like I had to write those things out. Yeah. I literally had to write it's November, it's Thanksgiving day. And I'm waking up and really excited to go get, you know, see the family and we're sitting there eating. And this person makes this comment. And in the moment, I want to say this, but what I'm going to choose to say is this, and I'm going to respond with love, compassion, because ultimately I want to make, I want to keep myself to that standard that I want to hold for myself, but it's not going to leave the other person feeling any worse than they already may be feeling. Like it's not a bad thing to kind of script those things out before they happen. And really, to be honest with you, you're going to feel so much more empowered to step into those situations and actually be present in the moment versus being like, 
oh my gosh, I'm going to go into this. And like, people are going to fly off the rails with their comments. I don't even know what, like, you're never going to know what they're going to say. So just go in and being present. I think us being preoccupied about what other people are going to say is pulling you out of the moment. It's pulling you out of what's actually happening. This just like totally like came to me. And and this is something that I, I have my clients do talking about scripting. Yes, definitely script out phrases, things, just being proactive, but also guys, I want you to script how you want to feel during these occasions. Like I want you to think about, I, and, and so this is the, the, the script that I have my clients do is that I'm so happy and grateful now that, and you talk about it as it's past tense, as if the way that you wanted it to go has already happened. Because honestly, like I want you to have a, a plan, a game plan going in, and I want you to feel protected. But at the same time, if you're walking into that situation on the defensive and like looking for people to say something and to trigger you, you'll find it. Yeah. On the flip side, if you can shift your attention to be like, I'm so happy and grateful now that I've had an incredible Thanksgiving, I felt so loved. I enjoyed the food so much. Like I feel so seen and valued and like saying and writing it out exactly how you, again, how you want to feel and really feeling those things now, feeling loved, feeling accepted, feeling joy, feeling gratitude, feeling peace, feeling it now, and then going and walking into that into the actual event with those feelings already at the front of your mind, you'll be looking for those things. And that's what you'll find. And I think I just thought of, I just thought of something funny. Like I can see two paths. So aunt Sue says, Hey, Victoria, do you want a salad? The reactive side of me is like, wait, why do you think I need a salad? Like, why'd you say that aunt Sue? Right. And thinking down that process of like, does it look like I need a salad versus oh my gosh, yeah, I'd love one. And she, and her response is, oh my gosh, I just found this new recipe and I made it for Thanksgiving. And I really just want you to try it and get what your thoughts on it. Like, tell me if it's good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I went in there on the defense, I'm going to choose option one. But if I go in just being in the present moment, knowing that I don't have a control over things people say, but there could also be things people are well-intentionally saying. And they really just like, Aunt Sue maybe just wants to plate your salad for you because she loves you. And, you know, she wants you to try her new recipe. Like, don't look for evidence that people are like ill-willed and trying to attack you. Because like you said, with your client that her husband, I'm curious as to like what his, what the reality was. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, maybe the husband just wants you to have like, have a plate for him because he's hungry. Like it's allow people to prove to themselves what they mean as well, or to prove to you what they mean. Like Mm -hmm. don't just quickly assume. So 100%. And just knowing guys, no matter what, we have a confirmation bias we are always looking for evidence to confirm the beliefs and thoughts that we have. And so if you're going in with the belief or thought that people are judging you, that people think that you've gained weight or that people think that you should go on a diet, you will find evidence for that. If you go in believing that people love you, people accept you, people care about you, people want to enjoy time with you, you will find evidence to confirm that belief as well. And again, we can't control others. We can only control ourselves. So um, I hope that that's, that's helpful and some, some tools for you. We'll definitely be sure to put everything down in the description box as well. Um, and so again, if you, you need support system, if you need a community, if you need that script for scripting out different things, or if you want to remind yourself what some fight, flight, or freeze options could be, and then again, make sure you take some time to reflect afterwards, but hopefully this was a helpful episode for you as we head into the holidays for 2023. Can you believe it? It's crazy. It's here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just happened it. All right. Well, we'll chat with you guys next time. Make sure to look at all those resources in the comments or in the description below and we'll see you next time. Bye guys.